Hare Krishna. I'm going to read from the uh, Bhagavad Gita today. Hare Krishna. I'm going to read from the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 11, text number 34. So if you have a Bhagavad Gita, you can follow, follow along. The title of the class was Just Become an Instrument. Kasmatvam utishti shaulabhasva jitva shatrum bhukshva rajansramidam mayayabhatanyitam purvameva nimitramatram bhavasavasachin Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swainshika Prabhupada. Therefore get up, prepare to fight and win glory, conquer enemies and enjoy a flourishing kingdom. They are already put to death by my arrangement, and you of Savasachi can be but an instrument in the fight. So this is Shubhra's purport. Savasachin refers to one who can shoot arrows very expertly in the field. As Arjuna is addressed as an expert warrior capable of delivering arrows to kill his enemies. Just become an instrument. Nimitra Matram. This word is also very significant. The whole world is moving according to the plan of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Foolish persons who do not have sufficient knowledge think that nature is moving without a plan and all manifestations are but accidental formations. There are many so-called scientists who suggest that perhaps it was like this or maybe like that. But there's no question of perhaps and maybe. There is a specific plan being carried out in this material world. What is this plan? This cosmic manifestation is a chance for the conditioned souls to go back to Godhead, back to home. As long as they have the domineering mentality, which makes them try to lord it over material nature, they are conditioned. But anyone can, anyone who can understand the plan of the Supreme Lord and cultivate Krishna consciousness is most intelligent. The creation and destruction of the cosmic manifestation are under the God, superior guidance of God. Thus the battle of Kurukshetra was fought according to the plan of God. Arjuna was refusing to fight, but he was told that he should fight in accordance with the desire of the Supreme Lord. Then he would be happy. If one is in full Krishna consciousness and his life is devoted to the Lord's transcendental service, he is perfect. So the text again. Therefore get up, prepare to fight and win glory. Conquer enemies and enjoy a flourishing kingdom. Very put to death by my arrangement, and you, O Savasachi, be but an instrument in the fight. There, I have four major points in this particular purport of Prabhupada in the verse. The first point is that the world is moving under Lord Krishna with a purpose. Although foolish people think that the material world is moving without a plan and that the material manifestations are an accident. Point two is that the plan is to give the conditioned souls chance to go back to Godhead. And they can do this by giving up the domineering mentality. The third point is that intelligent people understand the plan of the Lord and cultivate Christian consciousness. Number point four, one is perfect if one is in full Krishna consciousness and his life is devoted to the Lord's transcendental service. So again, there are four points. First one is that everything is moving according to the plan of Krishna. Although foolish people think that it's all by accident. Point two is that the conditioned souls, uh, the plan is to give the conditioned souls an opportunity to come, go back to Godhead, to the spiritual world, by giving up the domineering mentality. And the point three is that intelligent people understand this plan of the Supreme Lord and they try to cultivate Krishna consciousness. 
And the fourth point is one is perfect when one becomes fully Krishna conscious and his life is devoted to the Lord's transcendental service. Here we find, for, as far as point one goes, here we find in the ver verse that Arjuna is called Savasachi. Savasachi means that he's ambidextrous. He can shoot arrows with both arms. That makes him quite extraordinary. Anyone tries shooting with a bow and arrow with both your arms and see how well you do. First of all, probably don't try it. You might kill yourself. But in any case, Arjuna was quite expert. He could literally defeat thousands of enemies on the battlefield. But although he was so expert, he still could not override the universal form of Krishna. And it wasn't because Arjuna was so good at the bow and arrow or shooting, he was able to defeat his enemies because Krishna had arranged it. Nimitra matram so Krishna tells, get up, you should fight in a number of places. In another place, Krishna says, that these doubts which have arisen in your heart out of ignorance should be slashed with a weapon of knowledge armed with yoga, O Bharata, stand and fight. So Krishna doesn't want Arjuna to sit on the chariot and lament. He wants to get up and do something. So although Krishna says everything is moving according to his direction, still he expects Arjuna to do something in his service. So so get up and prepare to fight and conquer enemies and enjoy a flourishing kingdom. Uh, they're put to death by my arrangement, and you, O Savasachi, can be but an instrument in the fight. Although you're Savasachi, you're so powerful, you can do so many things, still you should understand that it's by my arrangement that all these warriors are going to put to death. Still, you should get up and fight. Now, according to the Bhagavad Gita, the living entity under the influence of the false ego thinks himself to be the doer of activities, which are actually carried out by the modes of nature. This is in the third chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Prakritim kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvashaha ahankara vimudatma kartaham itimanyate. So this kartaham itimanyate, that I am the doer, Karta ham, I am the doer. Because we're not exactly the doer, we're the desirer. So the soul, he can't do anything in the material world, but he can desire. But it's his desire that determines what his situation is going to be. Now, we can desire to serve Krishna, and we can desire to serve our senses. If we don't desire to serve Krishna under the guidance of Guru, Sadhana, and Shastra, then naturally we'll be forced to serve our senses and mind under the misdirection of our material intelligence and our false ego. So in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that the ignorant man, he forgets that Krishna is known as Rishikesh or the master of the senses of the material body. For due to his long misuse of the senses and sense gratification, he is factually bewildered by the false ego, which makes him forget his eternal relation with Krishna. So the problem is, not only we're we being forced to act according to our false ego, but when we do so, we forget our relation with Krishna. We forget that we're eternal spiritual souls. We forget that we can be in bliss and full consciousness if we choose the right desires, but instead we choose to gratify our desires. So what's our opportunity to not to do that? Well, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Apuryamana machala pratishtam samudram apa pravishanti yadvat tadva kamyam pravishati sarve 
Sashantim Atnoti Nakamakami. A person who is not disturbed by the incessant flow of desires that enter like rivers into the ocean, which is always being filled and is always still, can alone achieve peace and not the man who strives to satisfy such desires. So in other words, we have the possibility of observing our desires. And we have the possibility of choosing what desires we want to fulfill. We may not be able to stop the incessant flow of desires that are entering into our mind, but we can choose which ones we choose to contemplate on and which ones we will to carry out with our mind and senses. Now, just the fact that we're contemplating, just the fact that we're thinking, we're contemplating our willing, this is all part of the desiring of the soul, ourselves. Now, what we can do as an alternative, we can hear from Krishna, or we can engage ourselves in some activity of devotional service and not become disturbed by what our minds are telling us or the desires that we're feeling. We can choose instead to engage in Krishna consciousness and have a positive alternative. Now, of course, as Krishna says in that particular verse, if you're like an ocean, and in the ocean it's huge, the ocean, and therefore it doesn't matter how many rivers are entering into the ocean, the ocean will always remain still and not become disturbed by the water entering into it. The more we become absorbed in Krishna consciousness, then the more we'll become undisturbed by material desires and thoughts and feelings. So that depends upon how much attention we pay, especially when we're chanting japa, how much attention we pay, how much sincerely we're calling out to Krishna, and therefore, as a result, how much we're actually hearing the holy name, how much we're remembering Krishna's forms, how much we're remembering his qualities, his associates, his pastimes, how much we're actually experiencing Krishna consciousness. Of course, if we can actually feel Krishna's presence, then the result will be that in comparison to feeling the happiness of associating with Krishna, the material world seems quite insignificant. Tuchavat, as the Sanskrit word goes. But that happiness of Krishna consciousness, which can be found even at the beginning, is not always so readily available to the conditioned soul. Still, if we make an, an effort to pay attention, that paying attention will give us peace, which was higher than any kind of material happiness. Material happiness is really finding peace in the absence of material desire. But if we make an effort to pay attention to the holy name, automatically that peace in the absence of material desire will come even without having to gratify our senses. The difference is when we try to gratify our senses or agree to the whims of our minds, the conceptions of our minds, that happiness is only of short direct duration. But the happiness and the peace coming from simply paying attention to the holy name and saying is, can be had anytime, anywhere, and is of a superior nature because eventually it brings us to a fuller and fuller conscious, fuller and fuller consciousness of Krishna and ourselves and everyone else and everything else as they actually are. So the point number two is that sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. As Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Yagyatat karmano yatra loka yam karmabandhanai tarartam apikontiya mukta sangha samajraha. That work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu, it has to be performed. Otherwise, work will bind one to the material nature perform prescribed duties for his satisfaction, O son of Kunti, and this way remain always unattached and free from bondage. We have a choice. We can stay in the material world and struggle here, try to find peace and some kind of happiness and security here. But 
Krishna says that that's not possible. He calls this place Dukaliyam Ashasvatam. He says it's temporary and full of misery. Now, if we're any one of us are having some trouble, well, welcome to the club. That's what the material world is meant for. It's meant for difficulty. If you're not having difficulty, then either you're completely in ignorance or you're in the spiritual world. And if in between, your life, all our lives will be full of difficulty. And the only solution to that difficulty is not simply working hard to get free from that difficulty, but getting completely free from the difficulty by concentrating our minds upon Krishna and realizing, yes, the material world is difficult, but I myself, the spiritual soul, I'm actually not in difficulty. It's my material body, my material mind, my material conception of life, my false ego, that's in difficulty. But I'm not, none of these things. So I'm actually not in difficulty. My only difficulty is I've forgotten Krishna and therefore I'm an illusion. So that's my difficulty. And in the meantime, my body, my mind, my situation may be full of difficulties and I may try in some way to surpass these difficulties or become free from them. But ultimately, there's no end to the difficulty. I may solve one difficulty, and in that solution, I may wind up having five or ten more difficulties as a result. So therefore, in the Madhya Lila and the second in the twentieth chapter, Krishna uh, it is said by Krishna's Kavaraj Goswami that forgetting Krishna, the living entity has been attracted by the external feature from time immemorial. Therefore, the illusory energy maya gives them all kinds of misery in this material existence. So we should understand these miseries are very, these are benedictions from the illusory energy. Maya is an expansion of Shumati Rarani, specifically sent here or created the material world for us in order to put us into difficulty when we turn our, our face away from Krishna in order to inspire us to take shelter of Krishna. Uh, Maya is only trying to help us take shelter of Krishna. And if we take shelter of Krishna, then the illusory consciousness will go away. That doesn't mean that when we take shelter of Krishna, all our health problems will go away. Money will fall from the sky. Everyone will love us and say only good things about us. We'll never grow old. We'll never die. We won't have... So these things are not what getting free from Maya means. It means we will no longer have this false ego where we think that I'm growing old or I'm going to die or that people love me or that I'm getting wealthy. We'll understand that actually I'm simply a passenger in this body and whatever good happens to the body or whatever ha bad happens to the body, it's all temporary. But if I become conscious of Krishna, that's for my eternal benefit. That is my actual gain. Everything else is just a product of some illusion. So again, Krishna says in this particular verse, or Prabhupada mentions, that we should engage in Krishna's service. It's not enough to know that Krishna, he's the controller of everything. We have our responsibility to become Krishna's instrument. He wants us to become his instrument. He wants us to do what he wants us to do so that we can actually get free from our illusion. Point number three, so what is our freedom? So our freedom, as I said, consists of our either orientating our desires towards the ignorant misconception of misidentifying ourselves with our mind and senses and therefore becoming entangled in material concepts of life and having to suffer the results of, of our material identification. Because after all, Krishna says that we're conscious. And right now, our worshipable deity is this body, and we're conscious of it to a larger or lesser extent. And therefore, whatever situation the body is put into, according to our consciousness, if our consciousness is not on Krishna, then our consciousness is automatically placed on some level of the material existence. And then we, because the material existence by nature is full of misery, therefore it is larger or lesser extent, we'll be forced to suffer. When we're suffering less, we call that happiness. 
and we suffer more than that, we call that misery. And point number four, Krishna says, those who, but those who worship me with devotion, meditating in my transcendental forum, I carry what they lack and they preserve what they have. We should not think that if we serve Krishna to the best of our ability, we try sincerely to become conscious of Krishna by learning how to appreciate, for instance, how Krishna is present even in a glass of water. Now, Prabhupada said the impersonalists, they're also spiritualists. They appreciate that God is all pervasive in the form of water. So that's very good. They can drink water with some reverence, with some uh, understanding of the value of this water. And therefore the water becomes much more powerful. But the devotees are even more fortunate than that because they accept that this water has been given to them by the arrangement of the Supreme Lord. They don't take anything for granted that at any moment things are just happening by accident. They understand that if we're so fortunate to have water that we can drink, that this is by the mercy of Krishna. And therefore when they taste the water, they not only appreciate that the taste of the water is Krishna, but at the same time, they appreciate that Krishna is so kind that he supplied this water to quench their thirst. If one lives life in that way, that when one takes water, one remembers Krishna, then one will become advanced in Krishna consciousness. Or if we look at the sun, if it's there right now, and I'm in Ljubljana, Slovenia, there's no sun, there's plenty of clouds. But if we look at the sun, and we appreciate that Krishna is so kind that he supplied heat and light through the sun for us so that we can perform activities in devotional service, then gradually we'll understand what the actual sun is and how we're obligated to Krishna for making so many nice arrangements for our developing our Krishna consciousness. Therefore, Prabhupada writes that by studying Bhagavad Gita, one can become a soul completely surrendered to the Supreme Lord and engage himself in pure devotional service. As the Lord takes charge, one becomes completely free from all kinds of materialistic endeavors. So again, there are four, I'll read the verse and just go over the, po- the points again. Maya <clears throat> Therefore, get up and prepare to fight and win glory. Conquer your enemies and enjoy a flourishing kingdom. They're already put to death by my arrangement, and you, O Savasachi, can be but an instrument in the fight. So there are four points that I point, well, at least that I gave. One is that everything is moving according to Krishna's direction. If we're experiencing something good, uh, that's by Krishna's arrangement. And if we're having some difficulty, that's also Krishna's arrangement. Either way, Krishna is arranging things either to help us perform better devotional service or to inspire us to take more shelter of him, to become more attentive to him, to do things more carefully in the future so our minds will not become agitated by lamentation, not to become enamored by our aspirations and hope for future happiness in the material world, if one can concentrate the mind upon Krishna and realize that actually Krishna is the controller of everything. If I get good in the world, I should utilize that for Krishna's service. If there's difficulty in the material world, I should tolerate and go on to the best of my ability to serve Krishna, even under difficult circumstances. Uh, No one can expect to have complete happiness in the material world, nor can anyone expect to have complete misery. Uh, One can expect to have ever-changing existence in the material world. That's how the material world works. So we should not become elated when there's happiness, nor should we become depressed when there's difficulty. We should understand that this is the actual nature of the material existence that we're in. If you dive into water and you think it's going to be 
you know, it's going to be dry, you're wrong. Water is always wet. If you go into the sand, into the desert sand and expect to swim in, in an oasis, you're wrong. The desert sand has a certain property. The sun has a certain property. The water has a certain property. And this material world has a certain property. This material world is constantly changing from seemingly happiness to seemingly distress. And it'll keep on doing like that as long as we're in the material world. There's no permanent happiness here, nor can there be any permanent distress. So that's the first point. Everything is being arranged by Krishna and ultimately is being arranged by him to help us, inspire us to perform devotional service to the best of our ability and at the same time take shelter of him. So what is that plan? If we're in harmony with Krishna, with his plan, then we should understand Krishna is trying to bring us back to the spiritual world. But in order to do that, he has to help us give up this dominating mentality. This idea that I'm going to gain something here, or this fear of losing something, or that I have to control the material nature, these are all agitations of the mind, lamentation, and hankering. If one can give them up, then one can naturally improve one's relationships with other people. Then instead of seeing everyone that we meet in terms of what they can give me, or fearful of what they're going to take away from me, we can see them as an opportunity to serve them in Krishna consciousness. Uh, this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wants, uh, that we give up this men dominating mentality by taking up the, the identity of Gopi Bharata Padakamalayar Dasa Dasa Anudasa. There's the Varnashram system, and in the Varnashram system, uh, gradually there's a diminishing of the, dom the dom uh, dominating mentality by gradually regulating the mind and senses under the, the instructions of Krishna through Varna and Ashram, which will raise one from the mode of ignorance where the dominated mentality is the most intense, where one actually believes fully that one is the controller and enjoyer of everything he comes in contact with, to the mode of passion, where one believes that I have to cooperate with others in order to, to some extent, at least to increase my opportunity to dominate and control and enjoy others. To the mode of passion, to the mode of goodness, where one is trying to give up this dominating mentality and try to understand how everything is being arranged beyond one's control, and therefore one is able to tolerate uh, the different desires within the mind that are flowing, and instead do things which are actually positive for one's spiritual realization. So point two is that the conditioned souls have to give up if they want to get, have their own benefit, either in the material world even, or making spiritual progress, they have to give up this dominating mentality. They have to find out what Krishna wants them to do, and then do it either in the Varnashram system, which is impractical in this age, or under the guidance of Guru Sadhu and Shastra and their representatives, so that one is a, in the mood of being a servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna. And whoever one comes in contact with, one's only desire is to act as Krishna's instrument in order to help them make spiritual progress. And point number three is that actually intelligent people understand this plan of the Supreme Lord. And in spite of the fact that they're in material existence, either in a fairly comfortable or a fairly uncomfortable or a completely uncomfortable or a completely comfortable situation, they try to cultivate Krishna consciousness under any circumstance. And number four, we should see our advancement, not in terms of our necessarily even getting free from material misery, which is only temporary, but one should see one's advancement and one's progress in life in terms of becoming more and more conscious of Krishna and becoming more and more devoted under all circumstances to the Lord's transcendental service. And then one's life will become perfect. So I'll stop here for now and just ask if there's any questions. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Uh, thank you very much for class. Do you hear me uh, normal? Yes. 
Uh, I uh, want to ask how many uh, how many freedom of choice uh, we have. Uh, so we have destiny or karma that we don't can change and uh, freedom of choice. How many percent or uh, how proportion? How many freedom of choice we have? You have two choices. We all have two choices. We can turn towards Krishna or we'll be forced to turn to Maya. There is no other choice. Of course, turning to Maya, we have choices. Although you can choose, Maya comes in 32 flavors. There's chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. You can choose which flavor of Maya you want, but it's all the same, it's all Maya. Probably gives the example of stool. In India, there's a controversy, as everywhere, there's always controversies. But their controversy is some people believe that there are two different qualities of stool. Because in India previously, and perhaps even now, people would pass stool on the field. So when they pass stool on the field, some people believe that the part of the stool that's baked from the sun, by the sun, the part that's more solid, is the better part of the stool. And the part of the stool that's still wet, that the sun hasn't dried up, that's not a very good part. Other people think that the wet stool is better than the dry stool. But after all, whoever is right or wrong, it makes no difference because the subject matter is stool. So the material world consists of 32 flavors or more. Actually, there's 84 flavors, frozen said three modes of material nature, times three is nine, times another three is 27, times three is 84. So material nature has many varieties, but after all, it's still the same thing. It's material nature. On the other hand, in spiritual nature, for us, there is one opportunity, service, dasya. And when one becomes advanced in devotional service, then at the stage of a very advanced stage of bhava or asakti, one realizes that there is one's original spiritual identity is awakened and one can serve Krishna in a variety of, of moves, namely dasya, sandha, peacefulness, neutrality, dasya, servitorship, sakya, friendship, vatsalya, parental, and madhurya. And even amongst those, there's endless varieties of moods and, and service to Krishna, even in any one of those five rasas. So that's our choice. For now, our choice is either we'll choose material nature according to the modes we're presently attracted by, because everyone will naturally be attracted to a certain mode. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that sharira yadavatnoti yatschap yukramatishraha rihivaitani samyati vayur ganda ivashya. That the living entities carry their different conceptions of life from one body to another, just like the air carries aroma, and thus they quit one kind of body and again quit it to take another. So the soul's consciousness is by nature pure. We're all pure. It is said, Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Sarukabhinoy, Shravanadi Shudachite Kore Udoy. That we're all we're all Nitya Prema, the Nitya Siddhas. By nature, we're we're eternally liberated. And actually, even now we're liberated. Uh, the soul and the material nature can't actually mix. The soul's consciousness can mix, and when the soul chooses to have its consciousness on the material energy, then it becomes deluded and bewildered and has to suffer in material existence perpetually. And when the soul hears about Krishna, tries to remember what he's heard, tries to understand what he's heard, tries to put it into practice, especially in the loving exchanges with the devotees, then the result is that gradually he becomes conscious of Krishna and he realizes his real identity and he understands how the material nature is simply uh, working on the conditioned soul but doesn't work on the liberated soul. For the liberated soul the material nature acts in order to, becomes the spiritual nature. 
Maya Devi becomes the internal energy of Krishna and directs and acts as spirit. And therefore, one is not, the material nature no longer acts as an obstacle to one's consciousness of Krishna. Instead, the material nature of the spiritual nature takes over and one's activities become more, more and more in harmony with the desires of Krishna and gradually they liberate one, one becomes liberated from all material conceptions and one can see perfectly that um, one's desire, when one's desires completely dovetail with Krishna's desires, the more consistently, the more enthusiastically they become dovetail with Krishna's desires, then the more the Lord takes over and one becomes free from all kinds of material problems. And the, the Lord supplies everything necessary for our devotional service and gives us all the intelligence to make further progress in devotional service. So if we just make a little effort, we make some effort towards uh, advancing Krishna consciousness, then the result will be that gradually we'll make progress in Krishna consciousness and our life will become more and more successful. We may not be perfect, but then again, if we try, then gradually we'll become more perfect than we are now. And a little step at a time, gradually one day we'll become completely perfect. Prabhupada said, just like a child, child, when it's very small, it tries to walk at a certain age and it falls down. But generally the parents don't criticize the child. My dear child, you know, why, why, why you've tried three times and you're still not able to walk, what's wrong with you? You know, I did it the second time. You were already taken three times. You should grow up. No, the parents are very tolerant, hopefully. And they, even if the child repeatedly falls down, they still encourage him to get up and try walking. And then one day the child will not only walk, but one day the child will be able to dance. Hopefully in Krishna consciousness and ecstasy. So we should try to attempt in all our situations to try to become Krishna conscious. And even if we're not perfect, then gradually by that attempt, by that effort, Krishna will become pleased and he'll give us the intelligence to make further progress in the future in pure devotional service. Thank you for the question. Anything else? So let me start asking questions. So let's go around the room. Tirthapad, can you hear me? I can't hear you. You have to. You have to unmute your microphone. Can you do that, Kamari? Could you unmute his microphone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can everyone hear Tirthapad? Hi, Bo. Okay. <laughs> So tell me, what did you understand from the lecture that I just gave? Oh, goodness. <clears throat> um, we kind of summarized four points from the Prabhupada's purport. Uh, that well, give one Shna point. It's oh, one okay. Point. Oh, that's easy then. Well, first one was Krishna has a plan. Krishna is in <laughs> control of the material world. And and he has a plan. Maybe that was two. Yeah. Anything else? What is his plan? Um, for the conditioned souls to go back home, back to Godhead. Good. All right. Kalyani Rani Devi Dasi, are you there? Haribo. Haribo. Can you hear me? Hare yes, Krishna. Can hear you? Can you give us another? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Can you yes. give us another point from the from what the talk I just gave? Um, but I can, can give in a general that we should uh, uh, surrender and act as an instrument for uh, Krishna consciousness and for devotees. And what happens if we don't surrender? We just keep uh, going in material world and uh, have a friendship with material energy. Yes. Friendly material energy. Parthasarthi, can you tell us something that you understood from the lecture? 
Yes, Guru Maharaj. Uh, the second point, uh, you emphasize uh, the fact that we have to give up the dominating mentality and, and, and try to get into the mood of being a servant of the servant of the servant. And in this kind of service attitude, we can, uh, it's more likely that we will give up this uh, dominating mentality. And that makes sense, definitely. By personal experience, I can tell you that you're right. Yeah. Good. Krishna gave that, he gave that experience since he has more experience than all of us. <laughs> Ananda, can you give some point to him? Uh, yeah, so let's see. The, the first point is was already covered, right? You had already established that, that, that everything is moving according to Krishna's plan. And um, it's actually meant to, it's there to help us improve and better our, our devotional service. So, um, you know, all of the, um, everything is moving under Krishna's direction. So the more that we're conscious of that, the more we can understand what he's giving, he's giving us to utilize in his service. To better, to better our devotional service. Yes, thank you. Dhruva, can you say something? Hare Krishna. In addition to what Mataji said, I can um, say that uh, when the situation is good, we have opportunity to, to serve Krishna much better. And when the situation is uh, bad, we may uh, have uh, some um, conclusion that uh, this is not a good place for living <laughs> and that uh, uh, may um, our life uh, at least in the mood uh, of uh, goodness and serve Krishna uh, in order to to get rid of this material world. Good. Welcome Pandavijay. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Well, I, 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 I try and I try and... Uh, well, you made it finally. What is that? Well, you're here now. Yes, yes. Good. <laughs> Rajasundari Devidasi, tell us what is the perfection of Krishna consciousness? I'm just in there. I'm just in now. The perfection of Krishna consciousness. No, I'm asking Brother Sundari because you just came. You oh, didn't hear that. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I, I don't know how it works, you know. I still have to find it out. Yes. <laughs> Hare, Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, can you please repeat because it interrupted? Yeah. Did you hear the talk? Okay. I didn't get a question. Did you hear the talk? I did hear the talk. It's a bit uh, with interruptions because I'm at the temple now. We are preparing the Sunday feast, but I did hear the talk. I did not hear the question. Okay. Tell us what the perfection of Krishna consciousness is. What is the perfection of Krishna? Yeah. We had four to, points. To go back the last point was how do we know what perfect, what is, how do, what is the perfection that we're trying to obtain? Can you tell us? When we or go tell back, us when, any uh, other point that you can remember from the lecture. Yeah, yes, I, I can remember this. Uh, I, uh, the point is that we uh, have to go back to, uh, to Krishna. And uh, I want to also uh, to say something that uh, even though everything is going according to Krishna's plan, I remember you say that, uh, Krishna also expected Arjuna to, to do something in his service. So we also have to serve, although everything is going according to Krishna's plan. And the Krishna's plan is to go back home. And in the, if we go back home, that means we, sorry, that means that we have, um, um, how to say it, uh, not achieved. Mm. I don't have another word for that. Uh, then it means that we are acting according to Krishna's plan. Good. Thank you. 
You have a tattva. Can you tell us the point from the I'm lecture? I'm not sure if, if I made myself understood. I'm sorry. That's good. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. We can. So, from the lecture, yes, what the other devotee said about the uh, and and uh, it's, uh, what I got from the lecture was that how, how great Krishna's mercy is, and that uh, no matter how insignificant our service may seem to be, it's all part of Krishna's plan. So we're still we're still part of Krishna's plan, even if uh, at some moment in time. It seem to be insignificant, or, or, or even we have troubles that uh, makes us uh, look like uh, or think uh, otherwise from the material uh, circles that's going on around us. So, so even even though even though it seems lost everything. Then we're all part of Christmas plan. It's going in his direction no matter what. It's always in Christmas direction. Thank you. Manodari Devi Dasi, can you tell us something that you got from the lecture? Krishna Maharaj, reverencias. Voy a comentar en español porque entiendo el inglés, pero me cuesta un poquito. Kumari, where is Traduthir? Donde esta Kumari? Thank you. I, I try, Guru Maharaj. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Maharaj, me gustó muchísimo su clase. Uh, la parte que más, más me impactó fue esa parte donde, donde explica que cuando un niño empieza a caminar tiene esas fallas de caer. Cuando camina, empieza a caminar. Oh. And she says the most... Uh, the part of the classes that she most liked is when uh, the the boy, the little boy, is start to walking, start to walking the first steps. So. Y y um, siento como los nosotros pues uh, tratamos en la vida espiritual de mantenernos fijos, pero en algún momento dado, pues debido a la fuerza de la energía material. Uh, pueden haber esas dificultades para caminar eh, firmemente. Okay, she said uh, it's like uh, with us we, when we start the spiritual life, we try to keep in the way, like uh, the first steps. We try to keep our spiritual life, no matter uh, something happens. Y, uh, y me gustó bastante, ¿verdad? El saber que está esa misericordia especial de Krishna, que a pesar de que, de que haya una caída accidental, tú sigues firmemente hacia adelante. Oh, it's just with the Krishna's mercies, uh, we can keep uh, uh, in the way. So this is the... the Although only... there may be a fall down, still by Krishna's mercy, we can keep on going forward. Gracias. Chaturatma, what, what did you understand? Maharaj, igual puedo hablar en español, por favor, si Kumari no, me puede decir. Sí, puedes. Yo solamente quiero agradecer por la clase y entiendo que en la vida espiritual hay que ser muy cu cuidadosos, cantar santo nombre muy cuidadosamente y no de una manera superficial para poder realmente... Eh, que nuestra vida espiritual sea más profunda. Eso es lo que puedo decir. Gracias por la clase. ¿Quieres traducir, Kumari? Okay. Uh, he said that we are uh, only, only with chanting very careful. We come to uh, do some advancing in the spiritual life. We have to be very careful chanting uh, Mahamantra. So. Good. Gracias. Mukundamadava, what did you hear? Uh, so I liked from the answer you, you gave uh, 
the idea that we only can have two choices we can choose either to serve Maya or to serve Krishna and uh, when we serve Maya there's different varieties but they are all wet or dry stool but it's still stool thank you mercy Agnihotra uh, Hare Krishna. Uh, we must understand uh, what Krishna wants, uh, and we understand this by uh, Guru Sadhu and Shastra, his representatives. And after um, we uh, must be sure of in mudness, uh, dasa, dasa, nudasa, uh, in uh, like in um, Varnashama or if we do, don't have system, so we uh, serve in mudness, uh, servant to the servant to the servant. Thank you. Spasiba. Niguna. Are you there, Niguna? Okay. Mahamandri. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Thank you very much for your class. Well, um, I am trying to be a instrument for, for serving the Krishna consciousness. And like to say something like, I know that there are some distractions in the, in the spiritual world. But we have to try to become focused and in, in going to to preach to everybody in Krishna consciousness. We have to to be not distracted by different uh, um, material things, and um, that we have to do the best of us in every position that we are, like we have to ask or one another. But um, it's very important to follow the instruction of our guru, my guru, you, and uh, try to do the best every time and uh, following our japa every every day and, um, and following, following that um, instructions of our authorities and continuing doing this for for all our life. Thank you very much for inspiration and giving me all your advices and instructions. That's all. Thank you for the Deva Deva. So I think that uh, nobody talked uh, until now about the third point, which was that the intelligent person understands that the plan of Krishna is, the, uh, is to give us the opportunity to go back to him. And the intelligent person are trying to become Krishna consciousness in, under any circumstances. And you specifically said on this topic, that right now we are thinking that our deity is the body and we are actually according to this conscious, consciousness. And when our consciousness is not focused on Krishna, it is focused on, matter, on the material world. And we should strive to appreciate Krishna and to serve Krishna according to our abilities. And it's very, uh, at least for me, it's very comfortable to hear that Krishna is very kind to us and he makes so many nice uh, arrangements to allow us to develop our devotional service. Good, thank you. Gabriella. Hi, Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, I just wanted to say uh, what uh, Deva Deva Prabhu just said, uh, the third point about uh, the intelligent people. Uh, thank you for your lecture. It was very inspiring for me. 
Good, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Dhruva, did you say something already? Dhruva? Can you hear me, Dhruva? Yes, I hear you, Maharaj. Did you, would you yes. like to say something? No, no. I, I just uh, adjust my situation here in the car. Would anyone else like to say anything? Yes, Kamari. Yes, we'll be glad about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for the class, Guru Mahadesh. So, uh, one, uh, uh, the second point is concentrate and make in Krishna help to surrender to him. Um, but, and they say, Maya is the most uh, loyal serving on Sri Madhuradarani. Is Maya helps helps to take shelter in Krishna, but this is part is something I don't I don't realize personal. So I I I don't know how big complete surrender to Krishna. It's the same we are in this world. We have the mind so very disturbed. So that is and if you some be say something about Guru Maharashtra. Well, the material world we've heard is full of misery. Anyone who thinks it's full of happiness, they're not a very good candidate for Krishna consciousness. You think you're enjoying too much, then why would you take the Krishna consciousness? On the other hand, Prabhupada writes in the Bhagavad Gita that without birth, death, old age, and disease, and the miseries of them, there's no real impetus to make advancement in devotional service. So the fact that we're faced with these insurmountable problems and that the only solution is to take shelter of Krishna is an inspiration for us to actually take Krishna consciousness more seriously. Unfortunately, people try to ignore these problems and hope that they'll go away or believe that actually these problems are actually not real problems. And in the future, somehow or another, by the advancement of materialistic science, old age, disease, death, and birth again will all be eliminated. So these are all just conceptions of the materialists hoping against hope or becoming very unhappy. The fact that material nature is insurmountable, insurmountable, and therefore, they have no shelter here in the mature world, and therefore they generally take shelter of some kind of intoxication. And they even declare that their hallucinations under that intoxication are spiritual visions. On the other hand, some people, they're very unhappy because they think that there's nothing beyond material nature. There's no such thing as material, uh, spiritual nature. And therefore they endlessly try to be happy in the material world, but finding no real shelter here. In other class of people, they believe that there's a soul, but they th think that the soul is impersonal. And therefore, they're always in a very fearful state because they don't know what spiritual life is actually about. Therefore, the material nature is always inflicting us with misery. And that misery is actually meant to inspire us to take shelter of Krishna. Because only in taking shelter of Krishna can we realize our eternality, can we actually understand thing, how things are actually happening, and we can actually become happy in Krishna's association, realizing that Krishna is our best friend, that Krishna is the controller of everything, Krishna is the enjoyer of everything. When he's happy, automatically we'll become happy, and he's our best well-wisher. He wants us to be happy, and he's doing everything he can to, to make us happy or to bring us to a platform where we can be truly happy. So recognizing those things, that Krishna is the proprietor and controller, he's the actual one who can make us happy, and he's our best friend, and he's trying everything he can. And if we make a little effort, then he'll give us intelligence so we can make progress towards coming back to a platform of awareness of him and our relationship with him so that we can actually become eternally happy again.
And therefore material problems are just impetuses to inspire us to take even more shelter of Krishna than we already have. Generally the conditioned soul, he makes advance in, even in devotional service, then he thinks, well, everything's all right now. But then Maya comes along, she has to come along to pinch us so that we can be reminded that we're not in a safe place here. We cannot be eternally happy here. The only safe place is to be in full consciousness of Krishna, not just a little consciousness of Krishna. All right, so I think we'll stop here for now. But actually, before I stop, I'd like everyone just go around and everyone can just say where they are so we get some idea of who's, who's on the call here today. So Jiva Tattva, can you say who you are and where are you from? Hare Krishna, uh, Jiva Tattva. I'm staying in Bergen, Norway, a small town on the west coast. Thank you. Here's the pod. Hare Krishna, I'm, I'm living in Melbourne, Australia, and it's 11 o'clock at night. Looking forward to serving Krishna in sleep. Good. <laughs> You'll be almost there. Nirguna? Yeah. Are you still with us, Nirguna? Okay. Kumara Devi Dasi? Oh, there you are, Nirguna. Can you tell us where you're from, where you are now? I'm now in Germany, in Gorokadam. Okay, guten Tag. Guten Tag. Kumari? Hare Krishna. Uh, uh, temporarily, I'm, I'm here in Pennsylvania, Reading, so far away from uh, the Wadi Association. Hare Krishna. Well, we have some association now. Yeah, thank you for all of you. Thank you. Buenos días. Buenos días. Mahodari David Dasi. Hare Krishna Maharaj, uh, desde Miami. Miami, bienvenido. <laughs> yeah. Gruva. Are you with us, Gruva? Okay, we'll go to Partha Sarati. Oh, Hare Krishna, everyone. Hare Krishna, everyone. I am from uh, Lima, Peru. And... Uh, Temporary living here in Australia for the last 20 years. Thank you. Thank you. Ananta. Hi, Krishna. Uh, we're in Orlando, Florida. And what's the name of your son there? Abhimanyu. 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 <laughs> boys? Uh, Edwaita's here. He's, I think he's hungry <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> That time, okay. <laughs> Gabrielle? Hi, Krishna, everyone. I'm from Timisoara, Romania. Jai, welcome. Time to be Jai. You have to unmute yourself. You're muted. Kamari, can you help him unmute? You had on me? Oh, there you go. Okay, okay, yeah. Hare Krishna, everybody. I'm uh, living in Radadesh in Belgium. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Oh. The first time I, I uh, was able to make the connection, but yeah. I will be next time. I Good. try better. Hare Krishna. Radadasi. Kalyani, Radha Dasi. Hare, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna from Vrindavan to everyone. Wow. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. I am uh, from the uh, uh, central part of, of Ukraine and the last 10 years I 
Левин, Раша, Краснодар. This is uh, north part of Russia. Hare Krishna. I'm uh, from Timisoara, Romania, also. Hare Krishna. David Davy, David Deva. Krishna, everyone. I'm from Timisoara, Romania, and Brother Sundari is my wife. Hare Krishna. Mahamandri, David Asi. Hare Krishna. Uh, I live in Lima, Peru, with a beautiful deities in Jessica Mandir. Sisi Radamadam Bihari, Sitaran Lashmahan, and Koranitai. Thank you. Gracias. Sri Lokanma. Hare Krishna, Gurdjieff. Hare Krishna, everyone. Uh, I am in Sligo, which is Ireland. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. And originally from? Uh, originally from Poland. Poland. Dzień dobry. Hare Krishna, dzień dobry. Rajasundi. Hare Krishna, everyone. Uh, I am from Romania, from Timisoara. So thank you all. We will close to you again. Glory to Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Thank you for the